On today's Locked on Jayhawks, Kansas, well, it didn't go well against Texas. We'll put it that way. Let's recap the game and look ahead where things stand headed into Selection Sunday. You are Locked on Jayhawks, your daily podcast on the Kansas Jayhawks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You can hear me as well on Rock Chalk Sports Talk Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. on KLWN in Lawrence. Thanks for making Locked On Jayhawks your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get any of your podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. On today's edition of Locked On Jayhawks, we're going to recap that ugly Texas KU game in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, Bad game, not a, not, not a super fun game to, to recap, but, you know, I told you yesterday that I was going to have a show today, so I'm a man of my word. Here we are. Um, and then we'll we'll finish things up with where things stand for KU headed into Selection Sunday. First, this episode of Locked on Jayhawks is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Kansas Falls by 20 points in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, just not a fun game for Kansas. It, it was actually very similar to the game in Austin last week. Both games that you get blown out by a really good Texas team. And I'll be honest, I, in my opinion, I think Texas should be the fourth one seed. I, I think that when you add up them only finishing a game back of the Big 12 as is, is rugged and difficult as the conference was, and then winning the, the Big 12 conference championship, which essentially, if you think about it this way, if you just added in the Big 12 tournament uh, win-loss number to the regular season win-loss number, Kansas and Texas would technically be tied for first, right? They'd both be, what, at that point, 15 and 6 in conference-only games, and Texas would be up 2-1 to one on Kansas. So I think there's a real case that Texas should be the fourth one seed, in my opinion, over maybe Purdue or I don't, I don't know how much Arizona is going to push for that one line. I don't know that it's going to happen, but I guess the reason I'm saying this is Texas is a very good team, and we've known that all season long. We've really known that the last week or two uh, when they've played KU twice. Still, though, you know, it's it's one thing to lose to a really good team. It's another thing to get blown out back-to-back times. And I think that when you look at the game, the similarity to the game in Austin, not just the blowout, but it was that, you know, you you in the first half were kind of in an okay spot. And, like, at the end of the first half in, in the game in Austin, you were down eight after Joe Yesfu hit a big three. In this one, you had the lead for a little bit of time. And then they went on that run. Then you battled back. You worked it to like a a two, three, four-point game. And then Texas ballooned it back out to whatever it was, like six at half. But you were still in the game, even though you were down by a couple scores at the break. And then you were just like, okay, well, we've seen this before. Like, clearly, they're still in this game. And then it just never got better in the second half. They hit a rut. They couldn't find a way to score in the second half. At the beginning of the second half, they hit, I think, their first four shots. And the lead got worse. And then they started not hitting any shots, and uh, things just kind of got away from them rather quickly. Obviously, there was no Kevin McCuller, no Bill Self. Um, those two things very much hurt you. And I think, you know, Norm Roberts is a great interim head coach to have. We've learned that this season. Over the long haul, he did an unbelievable job for KU. But the more you have back-to-back games where the scouting reports and uh, the adjustments that you have to make get crammed into tighter windows. Certainly, it would help to have Bill Self, and certainly it would help to have just another coach on the staff, right? That would, you know, 
allow Norm Roberts to do other things with scouting and, and, and stuff. So certainly both those things hurt KU in the game. It's not the end of the world. Like I said, Texas is a very good team. Um, the field is still wide open for the NCAA tournament. But there is still some worry from this, right? We, like, we can acknowledge this isn't doomsday. KU could still make a Final Four. KU could still win the title. But it's concerning because I'll say what I said last Saturday. You keep losing by a lot of points in, in some of these games. And usually that is far from what title teams do. Now, we can point out examples, as I kind of did last week, of past title teams who have lost by double digits or have been blown out in in games like it it does happen i'm not saying you know those teams don't ever get blown out again last year's team got blown out by kentucky but when it keeps happening that's something that we don't really see from title teams you know what i mean like like usually it's like a one-time thing maybe twice or maybe there's one time where it's like really bad and then maybe they have two other like double digit losses or something this team's when they lose boy do they lose big i I don't know what's going to happen in March. Like I said, it's wide open. If Kansas does go out, you, you almost get the sense that when they lose, it is going to go down in a blaze of glory. They're going to lose by like 15 or 20 points because when it gets away from them, boy, does it get away from them. And uh, that was the case again in the Big 12 championship game. But yeah, again, no Kevin McCuller, no Bill Self. Uh, the no Kevin McCuller thing certainly killed your defense. Um, yes, Kevin McCuller was a, a part of the game in Austin last weekend when uh, you you didn't have a great defensive effort either, but I think you saw Texas just get so many. Like in in the the last game you played them in Austin, they were hitting some. They were hitting a lot of threes and and some tough shots. In this game, how many wide open layups did they have to the rim? And I can't help but think Kevin McCuller, who kind of orchestrates the defense and points things out and covers up for guys' mistakes and does a really good job of kind of tagging the roller inside, wouldn't have helped you a ton there. I think the difference with him defensively versus not was just so many blown assignments. And you had a lot of guys who were playing out there, like Joe Yesfu, MJ Rice, Bobby Pettiford, who who maybe aren't playing in the certain role they were be a, being asked to do or more than they were being asked to do, that there were going to be some more miscommunication. So you need Kevin McCuller back, as you obviously want and, and hope that Bill Self's going to be back, which we'll get to that news in a little because it certainly sounded optimistic that he will be back for the uh, NCAA tournament. I mean, point blank, Norm Roberts said he will. Uh, but we'll get to that, as I said. Um, but I'll be honest, even if they had Kevin McCuller and Bill Self, it's hard for me to say they win the game. I mean, we saw it just last week. They had Kevin McCuller and Bill Self, and they lost in Austin. Now, that's different. This is in the T-Mobile Center. You have good home support, and um, that one kind of got away from you. Now, I don't know, maybe it changes things a little bit. But when I look at at what happens when Kansas wins versus loses games, when Kansas wins games, at least four of the start, I mean, at least three of the starters, but typically four of the starters end up having good games. And then it's like, if the bench plays well, maybe it could be three starters. Or if they're having their A-plus game, then all five starters are playing well. Even if Kevin McCuller plays last night, and he's he's healthy, and, and the back thing wasn't a thing, and he plays well, that would have only been two starters playing well. Because all your other starters struggled. And you didn't really get much from your bench. Again. So even if Kevin McCuller plays and the defense is a little bit better and he plays well even offensively, you just didn't have enough offensive punch in that game. And I think there's something to be said about the type of matchup that you're looking to avoid for the NCAA tournament. For me, it's it's very simple. Athletic, physically strong teams. Because 
You look at the Tennessee game. You lose by 14 points. That is uh, what Tennessee is. They are an athletic, physically strong team. There's some teams that are athletic that just use the athleticism and speed and in getting out in transition. That could be a problem too, right? We saw the TCU game in Allen Fieldhouse. That's what TCU is. But it's the teams that are athletic and use that to be physically strong on both ends of the floor and try to impose that will that have caused KU trouble. So again, the Tennessee game, both games against Texas. And this is not me to say, you know, if you get a physically athletic team that you're guaranteed to lose because we saw them beat Texas in Allen Fieldhouse, right? We saw them beat TCU in Fort Worth. But it's certainly a tougher matchup, I think, for KU as some of those things would would kind of play out. So that's kind of what I'm looking to avoid uh, in the long term for Kansas. But I mean, uh, yeah, that, that was not a fun one because uh, what stinks the most about it is it felt like you shook off last Saturday. You, you got the bad taste out of your mouth from the loss in Austin. You won against West Virginia and Iowa State, and you won both convincing. And it was like, okay, they're they're headed in the right direction. Arrows pointed up. You got the bad taste out of your mouth headed into the NCAA tournament, and then you lose like that. If you would have lost by four, you would have lost by six. I think you still would have felt okay headed into the NCAA tournament. Not that you don't now, but there is a little bit of that sour taste in your mouth now headed into uh, the tournament, which doesn't mean anything. I mean, I think uh, – Seven of the last 10 national champions lost in their conference tournament game. Last year, Duke, who made the final four, obviously, um, they lost by, I think, 17 points to Virginia Tech in the ACC championship. And that Virginia Tech team was like an 11 seed versus Kansas losing to a one or a two seed. So everything can be fine. Big picture, everything can be okay. But again, if if Kansas does lose in the NCAA tournament, we're going to walk this back and be like, yeah, kind of left some crumbs out there to to guide you to the idea that, yeah, maybe maybe this just wasn't their year. But again, I keep going back. This year is wide open, so why not? Why not Kansas, I guess? All right, let's get on to our uh, goats of the first. This episode of Locked on Jayhawks is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, threes drained. Uh, You can bet on some of the NCAA tournament futures. You can bet on... um, some of the different college basketball games, the playing games, whatever you'd like. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Goats of the game, then we'll get to uh, where Kansas is at heading into the selection show here with Locked on Jayhawks. Uh, good goat, Jalen Wilson. Jalen was excellent. He kept you afloat for the longest time. He, at one point, I think had like 17 points. I think this was at halftime. He had 17 and the rest of the team had 16, I want to say. Um, he ended up with 24 points. He had six rebounds. He tried to keep you in it, but nobody else was there. Again, it was the same recipe that we've seen in so many games. Jalen Wilson playing well, nobody else playing well. Um, but he was really good. He did everything he could to, to try to get KU another uh, Big 12 tournament championship. Uh, outside of that, I don't really have any other good goats here. I just, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess you could say, like, there were some moments from certain guys, but I think overall, it's it's tough. So I guess then we'll go to the bad goats and just everyone else. 
Joe Yesifu ended up with a solid line here. If you would have said coming into the game, he was going to have 11 points and four rebounds, you would have been like, okay, that's a good goat for Joe, right? Maybe he doesn't deserve to be on bad here, but um, he did get two garbage time buckets that expanded it from seven points up to 11. And he also missed when, when you were, I guess, more in the game, so to speak, and when you needed a shot to go down, when you were kind of struggling on offense, he got like two or three. I don't know. He he started one of five from three. And I want to say that every three that he missed was like a wide open three, like legitimately wide open. And it's not that you have to make everyone like you're going to miss shots. You're not going to be able to make every three point shot. But when every single one is wide open, you have four wide open shots. You got to make at least two of them, especially if that's your role. Like you just kind of have to. Right. And so when you miss those, it's such a momentum killer because it's the opportunity to get back into things. So I couldn't put him on good goats, even though the line ended up okay for him. Uh, Dewan Harris had as many turnovers as assists. Not a good game for Dewan. Just some weird head scratching plays, which that that felt like the Dewan we saw at the uh, end of January when he was in that three game rut. I don't know what what went wrong there, but uh, yeah, that 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 was not too good for for KU. Grady Dick went 3 for 11 just 0 of 5 from three point range. Kansas um has been struggling with their three point shooting and big reason why they're they're struggling to get Grady Dick going. I did appreciate the aggressiveness. I appreciated the aggressiveness. So I think that's good to bear out here and I think you you'd rather him do that for um the long term, you know, keep shooting because you need him to because if you're going to go far in March, you're going to need him to shoot a good amount and you're going to need him to shoot well. So you don't want him getting into a zone where he doesn't want to shoot anymore. Um, but yeah, that was that was a tough one for him. KJ had foul trouble. He scored just six points. A couple pick and roll opportunities where you, you weren't able to convert. Texas has not been good defending the pick and roll this year, but maybe it was a bobbled pass or, or not seeing the, the guy cutting from the side to pass it to whatever it was. Uh, just not a elite game for KU in the pick and roll. And then the bench of MJ Rice, which we saw a little more of. He hit that early three, and it was like, oh, is, is this going to be an MJ Rice game? Uh, you had Ernest Uday. You had Bobby Pettiford. I guess Michael Jankovic played off the bench, too. And, heck, even Jank missed a bad three. Like, that's how bad of a game it was for KU. Usually, Jankovic is like, if you leave him open for three, it is splash city. He missed that three bad, which, like, we're not used to seeing from him. He's an unbelievable shooter. But uh, those four guys, Rice, Uday, Pettiford, and Jankovic, they combined for 44 minutes. In those 44 minutes, they had three points, one of six from the floor. They did have eight rebounds, so I guess good there. But zero assists to six turnovers. So they had twice as many turnovers as they had points, plus assists, if you want to add those two together. This is a theme all year with the bench, and it's been really bad of late. That was the case. Uh, so if you add it all up, over the course of the Big 12 tournament, so over the full three games of the Big 12 tournament, the KU bench played 131 minutes. They had 14 points in 131 minutes on 5 of 18 from the floor. That's 28%. 24 rebounds, 2 assists to 11 turnovers. If you turned that, just to, to give you a better idea of like, you might be like, oh, I don't know. Is that good or bad in 131 minutes? Well, if I just knock that down to a 40-minute for one game, stretch so if you just turned it into a one game player who played 40 minutes for the full game that would be a player who averaged 4.3 points on 28 percent 7.3 rebounds 0.6 assists and over three turnovers per game in 40 minutes per game 
that is very bad. Okay, you might have the worst bench in the entire country of Power 5 teams. I don't know, maybe. Which is just like head-scratching because of all the four and five stars you have kind of coming off the bench. Uh, other bad goat, KU three-point shooting. Since the month of February began, they are shooting 30.9% from three. That, if you ranked it over the full course of a season, would rank 330th in the country. It's no secret, if they don't start shooting it better, they're not going to go far in March. You have to get that number back up to at least like 34%. KU's defense, a bad goat here. Texas shot 60% on two-point shots. It was one of your worst defensive games of the season. Certainly no Kevin McCuller hurt you there, but bad defensive outing. Uh, I think hustle plays get a bad goat. There were so many hustle balls that they just ended up with. And then taking care of the ball gets a bad goat. 15 turnovers for Kansas. Even Dewan had four of them. KU didn't value the ball a ton. But I guess besides all that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Looking for a treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. It's a healthy tasting snack that's going to get you through the day, and it's good for you. Again, it tastes good. 100% real chocolate with Built Bars. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almonds. You can try some of the puffs as well. They have 130 calories. That's it. Four grams of sugar. Whopping 17 grams of protein. So it's going to get you through the day. It's going to keep your mind alert and everything. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. You can still order them online at built.com. You can also get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box. They have the four bar boxes. You can get like cookies and cream or double chocolate. How about those coconut puffs? And then if you're at a Sam's Club, you want to go big, you want to buy in bulk, run in, grab your 13 bar box. Flavors like brownie batter and churro. Again, you can still order online too at built.com. You can thank me later. On to where KU sits now. We're headed into selection Sunday. KU will still be a one seed. They already had that well clinched up. The talk after they beat Iowa State was do they have the number one overall cinched up? And there were some bracketologists saying yes. And then they lost to Texas. And if you just look at it as a data point saying you lost to Texas, it doesn't change things. But if the committee was watching the game, and there's a little bit of an eye test thing there, especially after you're watching Houston, and that's the edge for Houston over Kansas. Houston has the eye test over Kansas. Kansas has the resume over Houston. And for them to lose by 20, probably not great with all the committee members sitting next to each other. So I, I don't totally know. It'll be clear Kansas will be one of the top three seeds. I, I lean toward thinking Kansas is still going to get the Midwest. Whether that means they're the number one overall seed, or that means they're the second one seed just behind Alabama if they win the SEC title over Texas A&M and Bama gets the number one overall, Kansas gets the number two. That I do not know. I lean toward that. But I'm not I'm not feeling as confident as I was headed into the game yesterday. If they would have lost by six, I would have felt pretty confident they were still going to get the Midwest for sure. The reason that I'm not is because of that whole kind of eye testing. And we go back to the original selection committee reveal and Kansas was fourth. Houston was second. And that's when Kansas even had a bunch more quad one wins ahead of uh, Houston. And so if, if Kansas does end up the third one seed, that also means I have no idea where they'd send them. Do they send them to the east in Philadelphia, which is technically, I think, by mileage, a little bit closer than Las Vegas would be in the west? Or do they send them west? I, I think on one hand, you'd prefer to go east because in the West, you're going to have either a two-seed UCLA or Arizona, maybe even a Gonzaga or, I don't know, Gonzaga could even be the three-seed. You could have like a four or five-seed as like a St. Mary's or San Diego State. 
where you're going to be playing in their backyard and they're going to have good fan attendance. Obviously, Kansas gets good fan attendance wherever they go, but that could be mitigated a bit depending if you're playing there. On the other hand, I'm sure for a lot of fans, going to Vegas, that'd be a lot of fun. So you're probably rooting for the West if it is between those two. Meanwhile, if it's the East, though, you might have the better home court or, or less to worry about with, with teams playing in their own backyard, but probably not as much of a travel destination for certain fans. Though I guess Joel Embiid could show up and... Maybe that would be the boost that uh, KU would need. So I, I have no idea, but they'll be one of the top three. I lean toward them still getting the Midwest, but no idea what the committee is going to do here. Uh, now, the good news and, and the biggest news of all here, after the game, Norm Roberts said in postgame that they all expect Bill Self to be back this week. Now, if we're, we're playing the, the PR machine game, the, I don't know, a little bit of a tinfoil hat game, you could say that Kansas would would say this just to make sure that the tournament committee doesn't view this as a situation where, hey, if Bill Self's not back next week, we might dock you, and then it's an easier decision. We're definitely putting Houston ahead of you on the seating line. But the fact that they would say he's back would make the committee go, okay, it's not something we have to worry about long-term, right? And that it would further maybe even excuse the the Texas game. I don't think Kansas would would do that just for the sake of that because this is such like a health related medical issue that I think there's more to it than that I I don't think they would do it just for that reason um but clearly if he is going to be back next week which I do expect him to because I'm going to believe this because I I don't think you would lie about that I think that'd be kind of wrong but um it makes sense to publicize it so that the committee knows about it even if it is a truth that's going to happen. So that'll be big news that Bill Self should be back this week for the NCAA tournament. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that NCAA tournament path. We'll discuss whatever region KU gets on, on the next episode and, and plenty more NCAA tournament coverage and talk about KU basketball headed into this week with Locked on Jayhawks. But that'll, that'll, that'll do it for uh, this episode here on LOJ. I'm Derek Johnson. You can find me on Twitter at D Johnson Radio. You can subscribe to us wherever you get any of our shows. You can hit us up on YouTube, and you can also um, check me out on Rock Chalk Sports Talk Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. Have a good rest of your day. Have a good weekend. Happy Selection Sunday. Later.